Hi, James. Hi, Gabby. Welcome. Welcome back. <laughs> I know this is our first um, Hawaii to LA offsite episode, and I have to say the connection is really good. You look HD uh, AF. Yes. You're glowing. Thank you. Thank you. And your cream thank cardigan. You. You're glowing as always. <laughs> this is good. This I love your yellow walls. It's very soothing for me. I know. I have a yellow wall, and then I have a yellow blanket. But it's like a baby yellow. It feels like a dollhouse in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and it was actually yeah. much better than the photos because, I mean, I moved into this place only having seen it on FaceTime. And mm-hmm. it was, a, I will say it was a bit shabby in FaceTime, but I had faith. Um, and it was mm-hmm. because he never showed me the ceilings, which are really quite cute. And I think save the whole, <laughs> you know, High small cottage. Yeah. And like beams. It just feels yeah. a bit, but it's really adorable and you know i'm very i feel very grateful well, how how is hawaii okay like how is it holistic a holistic answer <laughs> holistic answer well there's really a lot of aspects to it first off hawaii is incredible i feel very comfortable here i've been wanting to do something like this for a long time like sort of go to a more nature centric place and bring my online work elsewhere so that part is great mm-hmm. Absolutely (laughs) great. I find myself talking. I do this thing when I go to new places where I openly talk to strangers. I think you know this about me Mm because I've had to reel it in a few times. I do, yeah. (laughs) But I'm better with the boundaries of it because I just truly believe that you don't find out anything until you really talk to like locals. You know, so it's like even Mm -hmm. if it's a guy at the beach that I know is just trying to get at me, I'll like, you know, mine him for some info and... (laughs) not let him yeah, buy me yeah, any you are good food. At that. so i've been doing it's something that i admire about you i got invited to a new year's eve party today really yeah which i don't know about you know because i'm like covid but then i'm also like my new friends <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we don't really know but she was like uh it was my neighbor and she was like i think we're all going down to like daniel's house <laughs> i was like sick <laughs> Daniel's um, a hot name. I feel objectively we can all agree that Daniel is like a hot, a hot guy. I know. Name. It's a very giving name. Maybe I need to go just to see if he's hot and let you know. <laughs> <laughs> but so that part's great. I'm super excited. I'm here on a nine month lease. Um, I got a P.O. box yesterday. I live in like a mm-hmm. little town that has pretty much everything I need. But um, there is a really kind of dark aspect. Well, how's how's LDL? <laughs> so that's the like that really this morning as early as recent as this morning the i don't i don't like i want to say the shit has hit the fan but there was i didn't know there was shit (laughs) you know uh the fan has been obstructed um but (laughs) it's pretty bad i mean it's bad it's bad you guys um but it was it started in good faith and that's all i can really think about but I should get into it because yeah. we did kind of start. I think anyone who's um, listened to Illusion Pod since the beginning knows that uh, I had a long distance lover in a sense and that I sort of fell mm-hmm. in love visiting somebody in Hawaii. Uh, and if you're new to the pod, <laughs> feel free to catch up. Feel free to catch up. Uh, I didn't say much. I guess I'll just. So what happened was I. Um, I had a friend that I met five years ago in LA and we had like a small kind of romantic moment and it didn't really go anywhere. And then this person who was from Hawaii went back to Hawaii um, about three years ago and I stayed following them on Instagram and they had 
a cool life and really great photos and i would just see them in their story mm-hmm. jumping in waterfalls Beautiful photos. yeah just i mean you know him like really you know little film photos of yeah of rocks and palm trees <laughs> and waterfalls and i was like you know we had a good time when i was there uh when i was when he was in la and i was like maybe well first okay first i was thinking about moving and i remember reaching out to him and being like what do you like do in hawaii like what is hawaii like mm-hmm. um and I was sort of wondering if I would go up north to, like, the Pacific Northwest or if I would, you know, even I was like, do I go to Brazil, you know, just to kind of figure things out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he gave me this really long answer of what it's like every day and how beautiful it is and how, you know. And then he said, you should visit me one day. There was a, a picturesque portrait <laughs> was painted. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> I just, you know, he, like, waved his hand over a blank wall and and made a mural. Yeah. Um, And then he said, you should visit me one day. And then I was like, of course, that planted a seed uh, really, really deeply. And yeah, um, someone sprinkled, like, caffeine on it. And then I was like, two days later, I was like, what if I did visit you? Like, why not? Yeah. And then I also said, you know, it was a magically growing plant of a plan. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it was the yeah. beanstalk levels. It was, <laughs> it was happened so fast. Um, uh, red flag. No, just kidding. And then <laughs> we'll get to the red flags. And it's just, it's like, it's I'm giggling through. It's just really like crazy. But um, and then I said, I said, yeah, let me come visit. What if I did visit you? Like, did you mean that? And he was like, yeah, that could be fun. Like why not and then I was like you know we had like a little romantic moment five years ago like are you single like I'm single like should we make it a romantic trip you know and so in my head it's like well me and this guy have been together before we're both still think each other are attractive like we could make this not just a platonic like hiking trip but also a Mm -hmm. you know fun sexy honeymoon time I feel like that also cuts through the crap where it's like obviously that's what's gonna happen but at least there was an established romance vibe to it. You know, it felt it didn't feel weird to do that. I think that was like an adult thing to do. Yeah, like I was very to clear. establish romance. Yeah, and he kind of had mentioned he lives in a studio, so it was like if I was staying with him. That's another boundary of like, are we gonna go out of our way to like get me a like a floor bed? You know, it's like if you're in an intimate mm-hmm, space, it's like mm-hmm. how intimate. And he had an outdoor shower, you know, so it's like there's all these kind of aspects mm-hmm. that I think are more functional when two people are can see each other naked, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it felt very adult. Um, and I, at that point, was under the impression it would just be like a chill, <laughs> a chill sexy time, right? <laughs> and then he posted later... This is actually relevant because I think it shows me when the kind of, oh, I could move to Hawaii seed was born. As he said, mm-hmm. his on his property, there was an Airstream um, for rent. And he posted that in his story mm-hmm. like a few days after we had been, we had decided that I should come out there. And I was like, how much is it? Like, what's it like? Like, this makes me feel like I was like, I've been trying to think of a way to take advantage of the fact that I work online now. Maybe I'll move there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it was a little too, um, you know, too close to the nature for me. Like it was a really small mm-hmm. airstream and the shower was outside and the toilet. There's a know. creek running through the, <laughs> the tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was uh, <laughs> it was actually not even an airstream. It was a rock um, <laughs> that was carved <laughs> by fairies. No, um, so I was like, okay, never mind. But I was still gonna visit him. We made plans. We were really excited. We Facetimed a few times. We were like really hyped. So I get there. This was in November, first week of November. It was also the election, so I was like, oh, I'm going to be in Hawaii during the election, and he's really involved in politics, so um, that was fun, too, is, like, following that stuff with him. And so I get there, and it was just a perfect trip, like, from start to finish. Um, he basically, every day, we'd wake up super early. He'd have a whole itinerary plan to see some kind of nature. Um, I started following for him pretty early, especially after he, like, fixed my foot, like, yeah, <laughs> I cut my foot. We heard. I <laughs> he think I talked about this. There. Yeah, he was 100% like the guide. You know, we were very physical with each other. It seemed great. And then we both started catching feelings and wondering what would happen if we continued because I felt that he had mm-hmm. strengths that I didn't have, which are just being really good at nature, really good at physical things. You know, he was a good at routine and cooking. And, you know, I'm really just like all over the place. Um, and then I think strengths that I had that he didn't have was maybe sort of like the creative process and I was helping him work on a project creatively. And so it just felt like we mm-hmm. complimented each other well and we we're like, you know, what if we did this? And we talked about it extensively. You know, it was very, it wasn't, although the recipe was there for it to be completely, uh, you know, like a chaotic, toxic, like, I love you, let's do this thing. We talked about it extensively <laughs> and we're very aware of the fact that we could be you know honeymoon talk (laughs) and it could all be fake I even have an email I wrote (laughs) where I was like this is all the different ways it could go (laughs) if I move there but anyways (laughs) I got home and the day that I got home from Hawaii and I went into my my apartment in LA I was like why the fuck am I here I was like I'm paying so much money for Mm. this apartment that has no nature not even a balcony um, you know, the landlord was a pretty negative person. I never felt like the place was mine or, you know, I always wondered if something went wrong, if it would even be able to be taken care of. But the day that I got back, my lease ended, which I wasn't even aware of. It was a mm-hmm. six month lease. And I looked at my lease and it said, oh, November 11th, it's done. Like you can go. And I was like, fuck it. I mean, I kind of want to move to Hawaii. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and I told him about that. And, you know, I said, and I still had a lot of feelings for him when I got back and I missed him a lot. And I was like, you know, we can get to know each other while I'm there. We can continue doing the fun stuff we were doing. And, uh, you know, I don't want you to feel like I'm moving there for you because I definitely wasn't. You know, it was a combo meal of like, oh, I get to know this, get to know this guy that I'm attracted to. But also, you know, of course, you know, I want to be here like, um, I don't know. This is just... It was a Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. (laughs) Combination Pizza Hut, Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) So I was at the Pizza Hut and the Taco Bell at the same time. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that was that. And I kept reminding him, I was like, you know, I didn't want to be like... I didn't want there to be the pressure, you know, of like, I'm going to come and be your girlfriend, although that was definitely implied, and I definitely expected that to happen. I think we both did. We both felt really compatible during the trip and all that. Um, But I was still like, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. happens, even if something bad happens, which it did, I was really not expecting that. I wrote that in my email, like my 
what if we end up hating each other like it's gonna be okay because i'm getting my own place (laughs) you know and i was like and i'm okay yeah yeah yeah. and you're okay and you have a whole life on the airstream on the property you'll have yeah like i highlighted all of the the ways it could go in the sense that like yeah if if it went bad you know we'd still both be free and, and nobody would be losing anything um, but I didn't think it would mm. actually go down so quickly. It's only been three days. <laughs> so, um, okay, where were we? So then I'm getting to go. He really helps me out. He finds me a, a place by putting uh, in his Instagram story, my friend's looking for a place in this area. A girl messages him a place, some, like, landlord man. FaceTime the landlord man. I reserve the place. <laughs> uh, it's in the exact area I want because I don't have a car yet and I don't know if I will. And it has everything I need to like survive. <laughs> um, and so it's set to go. And him and I are really excited and we continue talking. And I'll say that the initial red flags, there were some in person, but with everything I like let it go and was like, oh, you know, as long as, mm-hmm. you know, like this can be worked out or like maybe. There's just certain topics that I felt like he was triggered by or certain things he'd tell me that I felt were a bit funny. But I was like, this is mm-hmm. stuff that gets worked out. Nothing crazy. And then it kind of got sort of weirder. There was some phone calls before I came. I don't want to get into the specifics, but just kind of weird conversations that made me feel like... I don't know how to explain it. Like, he mm-hmm. was a bit, like... Well, I feel like re- reality was catching up to both of you in a sense right you weren't in like the honey hawaii love shack and we weren't in clear roles anymore yeah exactly you know like i think i watched myself become more real in the sense that when i was there i was his guest like he was 100 percent in control i was literally just like the trusty steed saying like wow every five seconds and then Mm. as time went on and we're planning things and talking about our incomes and lifestyles and you know, the truth is, is like, I am extremely independent, extremely self-sufficient. Uh, and I don't know if maybe he didn't realize that, you know, and thought that I would kind of continue being his like right hand BFF explorer. Well, it does sound like this whole relationship was reverse engineered. You know, yes. you started out with the honeymoon experience, and then, yeah. and then it was like we're, and then it was like we're moving in together, and then it was like I'm moving there, and then it's like oh, let's get to know each other because you, I was around when you guys had that brief dating experience, but it was very brief, and it didn't, you didn't get to know him that well during that time in LA. It just oh, not like, at all. Yeah, and so I did. This and the thing like, that's. <laughs> funny is like I sort of left for like similar reasons that like this is happening mm-hmm. and it's kind of mm-hmm. predictable in a sense where it's like I mean two people I don't know if things don't solve they, they don't but yeah I only knew him for a little short bit um yeah so it just kind of getting, started getting weird but like the, the real issue really happened like two days ago it was my first day here I got my place I was really excited and celebratory about everything and he was really, like, stressed out and anxious the whole time, which mm-hmm. was hard for me because I always see myself as someone who puts a lot of attention into being, like, carefree and easygoing in situations, but without being, like, an uh-huh. airhead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like, yeah. you can be, you can be like, laughing and celebrating and still know, like, oh, I need to get a P.O. box. Oh, I need to check the whole house for bugs or signs of any, you know? So it was, like, right, right. I... But he was, like, full in the other mode where he was, like, you know, 
being really like nitpicky about my house and like mm. all these things and making me feel oh, wait, about your house yeah, that was the trippy thing house. too yeah <laughs> he was like what is this like this needs to be cleaned um you know there was a cat that showed up and he was like oh no <laughs> Mm. that was a, that's a good metaphor of like the energy it was like this um I, i'm hoping for more property cats i love property cats but like a property cat showed up and he goes oh no and like shuts the door <laughs> and like i'm next to him being like oh my god come here like oh my god you know yeah so the energy yeah. was like that the whole time where he was sort of in like damage control mode and almost like very like dad like you know mm-hmm. And it got to the point where it was just, like, way too much. Like, it was, like, the smallest things. And we went to Target together to get all my basics. And I felt like everything I picked out, he was negating. And I wasn't mm-hmm. asking for advice because, I, I mean, I've lived in places before. Like, I know what I need. And yeah. I know what size toaster oven <laughs> I want. But it was, like, everything I said, it just seemed like he had something negative to say. Or, like, are you sure you want this? Like, with towels. Like, oh, you don't want this color? Um, oh trippy yeah which was a lot um, because I didn't ask and I also wasn't to me it was just like a target trip like grab the shit put it in the thing <laughs> you know right right Matter um, of so I yeah and I didn't want to like incriminate him like although I was really annoyed I was like you know in his perception he's probably being really helpful and just being part of the process you know like he's as excited as I am and he wants to weigh in on towel colors. Fine, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but it was showing, pretty. He's showing excitement in a different way. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, in a very different way that I, <laughs> I would have <laughs> expected. Um, but it was annoying. Like I'll be honest. And so, I was still just like he has helped me out a lot. And I also was like he doesn't mean to be annoying. He doesn't mean to be demeaning. He doesn't mean to be like, Gabby's daddy. Like he's not doing mm-hmm. that on purpose. And like. So I stayed and I, and I was just nice and really grateful at the end. I was like, thank you for everything. Um, but I really needed to be alone in the space, which, of course, was because of what how he was the first day, but also um, just in general. I mean, for me, I'm the kind of person mm-hmm. I moved to a new place. And I think so much of my life has to settle with me, you know, like mm-hmm. so much has to like fall out of the sky, you know. And I was like the first day I was there, it was like my parents wanted to FaceTime me, my like you know, all my good friends wanted to FaceTime me. Um, you know, there was still work I had to do online, like everything was happening. And I, I felt like he wanted so much of my attention. And then we clashed at that point, too. So I was like, I need a day alone, right? You know, I was yeah. like, I just need a day to settle with my own energy and have space. And this was two days ago. Yeah, you just moved to a new state. <laughs> yeah. And so I really, yeah. And so I just wanted to like, unpack and, you know, FaceTime people and just chill. And he was like, okay, that's great. Like, that sounds really nice. And then that night we were going to see his friends. Um, he had a plan for me to meet, like, his two friends that were in town. And I was like, okay, perfect. Like, I'll spend the day alone. Then around 8 p.m., whatever, uh, we will we'll convene. And then throughout the day, my alone day, it seemed like he was, like, trying to still hang out a little like, he was mm. like, I'm surfing by your house. Or, like, how's this going? Like, everything. <laughs> and I just, like, stuck to my you know, boundary because I, I was really getting yeah. a lot out of my alone day. I ended up going on an adventure and like talking to like a a vagrant on the bus and buying incense from them and going to Goodwill by myself. And I just had a nice day of just getting to know the energy of the space. Um, and then that night, 
okay and then also that was okay <laughs> that day i woke up at five in the morning because of the roosters which i will now happily mm-hmm. proudly say i'm used to them but i think the first night i was like the fuck Ooh. is that i woke up yeah <laughs> and they're just they go from 5 to 7 a.m out here like just like you know doing their errs and so i had woken up at 5 a.m i had such a big day and then i took a nap at like four with an alarm for like 6 30 um so then i could be ready and like wash my hair for the 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 hangout with the people at like mm-hmm. a cute bar and i wake up and he's like oh my friend flaked like one of the friends flaked and i had woken up from a nap and i felt kind of gross and like I realized it was like colder than I thought it would be and I didn't want to wash my hair because I didn't have a hair dryer, which I'd have to order. <laughs> uh, and I was like, you know what? I was like, since the plan has lost like traction, you know, I'm kind of down to like not go out tonight and just continue my alone day, right? Yeah. And he was like, okay, that's cool. Like, that's fine, you know. Um, and he was like, well, can I sleep over tonight? <laughs> And I still didn't want him here. And I think I understand that that's hurtful, but I I don't know. I just, like, wasn't down, and I was still shaken from, like, the energy, kind of. Yeah. And I was I like, I have think, nine months here. Well, when – yeah, exactly. Like, you have all the time in the world with him, in theory. <laughs> yeah. And I think having moved into a couple places with you now, three – like, I, every time we move into a place, it's like, you and I will move in, we'll be heavily involved in moving in, and then I'll be like, Gabby goes to her room for maybe, like, three days. Like, you, you will, like, disappear and, like, come out of yeah. your room for, like, water and then maybe ordering food with me. And it's like, that's just a process of moving in, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think I just take these moments so seriously, you know, and it didn't make sense for me to actually even to socialize on day two, you know, because mm-hmm. it was like... Yeah, I was surprised I when know. I heard you were going to hang out because I was like, that's very un <laughs> Yeah. No, I was, like, very – but I wanted to, like, be cool and, like, be around and stuff. But I definitely was, like – I'm the type who's, like, okay, new place. Let's really listen to the space. Like, let's really – let's get to know the neighbors first and foremost. Let's, like, figure out the etiquette. Like, I just was, like, everything – all my priorities were about the place and – not really him I guess you know what I mean it wasn't really Mm -hmm. because I also figured we have nine months (laughs) to hang out yeah yeah so um that happened and then the next morning that was the other thing too was that after my alone day we had plans to go whale watching (laughs) at 7 30 in the morning so that was another aspect of like okay I'm already exhausted I already can't wash my hair properly um Right. And I shouldn't go drink tonight with, like, strangers. Yeah. Like, I should go to bed and wake up early for well-watching and, like, I don't know. I just – that sounded like a bad idea. And so it made total sense. And then the morning he picks me up <laughs> to go well-watching and he's, like, super anxious <laughs> and, like, mad at me. And he was like, did I do something wrong? Like, why did you avoid me yesterday? <laughs> and mm. I was like, you know <laughs> – and it's weird because it's like, yeah, you did. But, like, I didn't do say that because I don't believe in that language. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I was like, you know, I feel like we were on different frequencies on day one. I also underestimated my need to, like, nest, you know. I was like, I wanted to FaceTime my family. I wanted to, you know, just get my energy together, take a walk alone. Like, I just need to do that. Um, 
And yeah, I'm sorry if it seems like I just sort of disappeared, but you know, we have all the time now to take it slow and get to know each other. And he was convinced that we were breaking up, <laughs> even though I didn't say that. And I was like, you know, <laughs> breaking up because breaking up what? We were in the car, like we were on the way to whale watching. <laughs> breaking up, but like breaking up, you guys weren't, you guys aren't together, right? I know, like, that's I know. We weren't, we were not together. And that's what's so interesting is that I think the expectation was there for both of us to a certain extent because that kind of portrait was painted. But we also the whole time were very much like, let's take it as it comes because we were aware of the fact that we had entered a simulation. You know, mm. I mean, even my Patreon like post about this was called is it love or a chemical simulation (laughs) Mm. like we were fully aware so when we were in the car he was like I feel like we're breaking up I feel like this is a breakup and I was like I don't think so I think it's like our first bump in the road and maybe you know what army (laughs) that doesn't make sense but I love it (laughs) (laughs) you and what army are breaking up that's really funny that's hitting um anyway so it just got really chaotic and I was trying really hard to like stay centered and honest and I was like well maybe we should rewind and start as friends like you know now that we have new information because my whole thing was like my feelings were really real like I was super into him super excited I felt like we were really compatible and then just like you know new information it was like you know certain disagreements certain like very different energy frequencies and I was like okay well you know I guess we did get ahead of ourselves and this wasn't the rare situation that I thought it was that like oh like we actually could you know all of a sudden like magic like be in love um and I was like maybe we just got new information it was hard um but I also was like I thought that we were both grounded in that fact like I thought we were both entertained by how indulgent we were being like it felt like in all of our conversations that we had like one foot in the deep end and the other foot on the shore and it was like okay we could just be in a flurry of simulated romance you know but we're also both aware of our tendencies to do that um yeah so that was a bit you thought it was a mutual hallucination or hallucination is a strong word but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a mutual simulation illusion pod. <laughs> illusion pod always here to remind you that everything is a hallucination um yeah because i knew we were both being indulgent but i thought we were both kind of observing ourselves right from kind of an outer perspective of like we're being indulgent we're being in love we're being crazy and like if we're lucky this is real like what a great fucking story you know imagine telling that story mm. at your wedding like <laughs> You know, I flew out to Hawaii and we fell in love forever. Like, of course, that would be great. But also, uh, you know, it's really obvious that life is more complicated and that we didn't really know each other at all. So when things, like I said, when I got the new information, when things started being a bit sketchy, I wasn't surprised and I wasn't, you know, damaged from it. I just was like, okay, maybe, you know, this is what they warn you about. Like tone it down maybe be friends take some space Mm -hmm. and maybe we could rewind and kind of start over as if we met now and like you know start as friends and hang out like normal people do uh and so that's what I said I was like well maybe you know we're obviously butting heads (laughs) so we should be friends and then he really hated that 
and he was like i just thought you were gonna be my girlfriend and i was like i did too honestly i did mm-hmm. like i did um <laughs> lo and behold um so but here's what's so amazing is we were on this argument it wasn't really an argument because it never got like yelly it was just very like diplomatic but it essentially happened driving in the car to whale watching going through the process of checking into whale watching and like getting our temperatures taken <laughs> and like signing in and having the guy be like everyone form a line and follow me to the boat this fucking announcer guy and their whole team and then we get on the boat and the boat is like you know this like double decker whale watching boat full of like kids and families and the guy on the microphone is like saying whale facts like <laughs> you know wow. throughout the whole he's just saying whale facts and saying like you know so cinematic you know. yeah it was hilarious i was like this is like a movie and we're sitting there just like having like a discussion and possible quote-unquote breakup moment and I kept trying to kind of, he didn't see it that way. <laughs> I was like a few times, I was like, come on. I was like, it's like a Wes Anderson film. Like you and I are like these grim, like, you know, sad people trying to figure out a like relationship <laughs> faux pas. <laughs> and this guy in the background is just out there being like, 11 o'clock, we have a fluke. Look at that tail slap. That looks like it could be a, you know, a, a 6,000 pound like male. And it was just it was iconic (laughs) you know like it was funny and I always try to remind myself because I get so entertained by those things like okay this is really like funny right like you know but it's also real like people are suffering um yeah so it was like I kept going back and forth from that like back and forth from being like okay this is really fucking sad and like I'm watching this person really upset which I really don't like to see like it's really hard to watch someone suffering because of you even though it's kind Even of more of like don't... a reaction to you. Right. Even if it wasn't your intent, it's still really hard to see someone upset. Yeah. Because it's like I was never mean. I just was like distant. You know what I mean? Like I, I think he's he sensed my distance. And like so seeing, yeah, seeing someone be so hurt is like sad. And then, yeah. And then it didn't really go to many places. There was a lot of weird mini conversations. <laughs> um <laughs> And I thought that it was resolved because I was like, honestly, like, you know, nobody's at fault here. We have just new information. We're sort of not agreeing right now. Like, maybe we should just start as friends and be really clear about what we expect and stuff. And so he was like, okay, like, you're my friend or whatever. And then towards the end of the whale ride... You know, he seems finally, like, resolved. Like, I I felt like I watched him go in, like, an ego loop for a long time and kind of experiencing the weight of expectation and all that. And Mm. then, uh, yeah, which I feel like we should get into expectation because I think this fucking trip really... (laughs) Not the trip itself, but I think the romantic aspect is just, like, really sheds a light on, like, the... Kind of the... the, the, What's the word? the warning of expectation, the terror of expectation, just how expectation can really, really fuck things. Yeah. So we'll definitely get into that. But yeah, and then it seemed fine. He was like, you know what? Maybe we should take a break. And like, I'm going to hang out with my parents and um, I'll hang out with my friend and you should do your own thing and get settled. And we'll just like, you know, we'll figure things out later. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that sounds healthy. Sure. And we get, we go, he drops me off. And I'm like, well, I'll see you around. 
and we'll figure this out. And I thought it was chill. I thought that was really mature. Um, mm-hmm. And I was ready to kind of reset and look around. And then you have to cool off after a whale watching journey like that. <laughs> yeah. Need, like, also, we can say. Yeah, seriously, a 7.30 a.m. whale watching meetup. Um, I did adopt a whale, which is was really oh. sweet. It was kind of like the nice, um, the silver lining. The silver like, lining. Yeah, but they have this program. It's so gimmicky, but I just thought it was so genius and beautiful. But they have this binder full of all the whales that they have observed on the coast. And so they have uh-huh. a picture of like their tail and then the name and the names are named by people who paid like a thousand dollars to name a whale but it all goes to uh, charity you know it's like a charity uh, gimmick uh, but it's like really yeah. fucking cute i think and very symbolic and so somebody names the whale and then in the binder it says like you know this whale was named by like nicole <laughs> and then the binder of <laughs> whales with their names is a way for other people like me to pay forty dollars to quote unquote adopt said whale and so I adopted a whale named oh, Heaven cute. So <laughs> because I really cute. wanted to donate. Um, but the and I just thought that was a, I think it's so I don't know, just symbolically adorable. But they give you a certificate that says you adopted mm-hmm. Heaven. And then it also um, <laughs> they give you like a map that says where they have tracked its location. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So that was that was the silver lining of like a Wes Anderson drama. Yeah. Um, Anyways, flash forward to this morning. <laughs> I'm, like, going to look at the text to see if I should read it out loud or if it's, like, too weird. Um, I wake up this morning. That's all that happened in person. And then I didn't say anything that night. He didn't say anything that night. And then he said to me today, I don't want you in my life in any capacity. I'm sorry. Your behavior, the way you've treated me the past few weeks is unacceptable and I will not tolerate it. I live a happy, peaceful, drama-free life and I intend to keep it that way. I ha- I helped you transition here as promised and wish you the best of luck on your journey. Do not reach out and please respect my privacy. You are now blocked. Whoa. And I was really confused because I was like, what behavior? Like, yeah. do you want to explain to me what was so hurtful? Mm-hmm. Um and also, the I, fact that now we're talking about the month's time as all being part of the equation. You know what yeah, I mean? The, like, 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 before we were just talking about, like, the week, I thought. And then now I know, like, I know. this whole thing is your fault. Yeah, which was a bit much to hear. And then I sort of spelled it out. And I was like, I needed one night. I needed one day alone. Like, um, yeah. And... You know, it is a bit. I will say, I do feel freaked out. Yeah. (laughs) So I I kept it really short. Yeah. And I was like, I could either, my ego can respond and be like, that's not true. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it just, to me, like, I've been in this fucking situation before. Like, I've been in this fucking situation before where someone's like hurt. And instead of talking about it, they're like, you're evil. Goodbye. You know? And so Mm -hmm. I just don't want to play that game anymore. So I just said a nice message and I was like, you know happy new year if any if you want to get coffee in the future and have anything else you want to discuss like you know where I live basically you know and I mean that because I just still don't fucking understand it you know and my whole thing was like I guess it could be seen you know if he thinks it's cruel that everything was great and then it wasn't but I I we Mm. both had a part in that you know like we both 
we're starting to see who each other really were and that in the small world we had, <laughs> things were really different, you know? Yeah. So that was this yeah. morning. That text was this morning. And wow, I felt, yeah, I felt very kind of confused and attacked, but I just don't want to enter the ring. You know what I mean? Like I do not want to mm-hmm. enter the ring anymore. And I just kind of want to wait for him to cool off. (laughs) Yeah. That's so (laughs) So, much. Does that surprise you? I mean, you were around for the whole process. And when you were hearing me be so excited about coming to Hawaii, about getting to know him, I mean, was any part Mm -hmm. of you like, oh, okay, crazy fucking girl. You really think you're going to have a stable relationship out of this? Um. (laughs) (laughs) Be honest. I mean, you were very diplomatic with me, too. I mean... You, like, supported yeah. the fantasy, but also you seemed aware. I, yeah, so <laughs> I think – so I do think that this text message is shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there were a couple things that when you returned from Hawaii in November, about, like, a week in, there was something that he said, and I can't really remember it at this moment. I wouldn't obviously not say it on the air, but I was like <laughs> – I was like, ooh, that's weird. And deal breaker. With me, like, I, nah, I was kind of like, the way that I look at people is I try not to be judgmental, but sometimes I just can't, ca- I can't grasp or understand why or what even they're doing. And mm-hmm. that was one of those moments where I was like, I truly cannot grasp or understand it. And I hope that that just means that I don't see the full picture. But I okay, was like, this same. Is fucking weird. Like, yes, it's just odd. And and I try not to label people or diagnose them because I don't know shit. But like I was like, mm-hmm. it, it's like felt very red flaggy is the only thing I could say. Yeah. Um, and so when you went over there, I was like, well, Gabby's going to have a good time because Gabby is like self-sufficient and like you make friends easily and you're going over there to work in a lot of ways, like to work mm-hmm. on projects and get inspiration from a new space which I respect all those things but I was like I'm interested to see how this goes with this guy but this is much more than I was expecting in terms of like volatility you know I wouldn't have expected Mm -hmm. him to be this yeah like fiery and and just that's such a weak fucking thing to do is just be like I'm hurt so you're the evil one it's like that's just not how life is like that's a binary you know Mm -hmm. and I it's just confusing and like makes me mad because I'm like, don't talk to my best friend that way. <laughs> I know I get, I feel that in the sense that like people can be mean to me, but when I see them being mean to a friend, it's like 10 times worse. But I feel you. Yeah. And I think I sympathize in the sense that I'm like, maybe he feels taken for a ride, but it's like, I never lied. Like I felt mm-hmm. great about him for so long until I started seeing the clear like lifestyle differences and yeah it's just it's really different to be a guest in someone's life and then to be Mm -hmm. a whole person in someone's life I think it's such a different thing um yeah (laughs) and Uh, but I didn't think I really didn't I just I don't know I'm still kind of like shocked I would still be processing it if I was you like I (laughs) because it's just it's one thing for for you guys to take a step back that would have almost been the healthy thing to do mm-hmm. but for it to just be such a blow up mm-hmm. um so quickly, and a personality so attacker blower blow up is like freaky 
yeah that was something i couldn't get behind (laughs) was like yeah the sort of like you know your behavior and then like not even telling me what it was you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's like maybe he is just a dad you know what i mean he was a dad on day one and now he's being a dad and the way he's punishing me which is like yeah bad girl go to your room and i'm not even gonna tell you why (laughs) yeah not even a fun dad not even like daddy yeah not even a dad who's like i'm gonna throw you to the whales my landlord is my daddy did i tell you what he did this was really funny this was a situation that was sketchy at first but then became really helpful um but i started renting this place on december 7th even though i couldn't move here until december 27th and so it was my place for the month of december um i had paid him everything and so three days before i get there i just text him i'm like hey just a reminder i'm you know i want to get the keys on the morning of the 28th um would love to do that you know and he's like yeah he was like also just let you know (laughs) yeah i would love to you know that place i'm paying for that we talked about (laughs) would love to start that up um i'd love to be a resident (laughs) a resident of hawaii um and he was like yeah he was like also just want to let you know uh your neighbor had a friend staying and, and asked if he could stay in your unit because it's furnished, the place. And he was like, yeah, she asked if he could stay in your unit. Uh, and I said that would be okay, but just have him pay me. So basically, like, mm. uh, he didn't tell me this. This was after. He told me this after the guy left. And he was what? like, just so you know, someone stayed in your unit. Yeah. And I was like, huh. And I'm keeping an open mind. And he was like, but I just thought it would help you out, you know, give you some extra money. And I was so confused. Like, I had him repeat what happened three times because I was like, am I going to arrive and there's a man in my house? Like, I was so confused. I couldn't understand what he was saying. And he was like, no, no, he's not there. I have a housekeeper coming. You'll get like a pro rate. And then finally I understood it. And basically, and I didn't, like, first I was like, sketch, you didn't tell me. And then I was like, well at the end of the day like someone lived there before and a housekeeper cleaned up after them like this guy can't be too crazy um but then I arrive and my neighbor was like hey like uh you know Rick which is the landlord told me to give you uh my friend left money for you for like Airbnb from you and then she hands me 450 dollars in cash yeah and basically like I didn't do anything and my landlord just was like pay her (laughs) so I was like I was like Airbnb'd against my will, <laughs> but that ended up paying for like all my basics. Like I set up my whole place with that money, and that's daddy. I already have a daddy. That's everyone, amazing. <laughs> my landlord. Also, my doorknob randomly was fixed today. I didn't even ask. It's like wow. random Australian guy knocked on the door, and I thought it was the uh, the angry xldl and i was like he cannot be doing this and then it was just this australian guy being like you know i can't do an australian accent do you want to do one just say hey i got your doorknob (laughs) hey i got your doorknob here (laughs) i gotta fix it for ya (laughs) yeah and i was like what thanks guy that's really so that happened that's fucking hawaii just a random avatar was sent to fix the doorknob you know you now have a new (laughs) yeah to like secure Secure the bag. Oh, secure the gate. I have a doorknob that the drama has not entered yet. Right? Mm. New doorknob, new life. Oh my god, right mm. before New Year's. That's true. Thanks for pointing out the symbolism. Mm-hmm. That's very true. But that's Hawaii, you guys. I'm having a great time. I'm really close to a nude beach. I'm close close to a beach. I've already made friends. And I'm really excited to just get in a routine. I'm so excited to have a routine. You're gonna have a and very just, even like, tan too, I will say. 
Yeah, because of the nude beaching. Yeah. I will say it's a little <laughs> sketchy. Like, I think when you're at a nude beach with a man, nobody looks at you, right? But when you're alone, it's like a bit. So I'm mm-hmm. going to have to work on that energy or make some some more male friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. people, you're really just like, you know, anyone could just pull out a phone. I mean, you know, you think about it. Uh, you could but bring luckily... it like a tent. You could bring a tent and cut the <laughs> ceiling out, and then you're just in your little pod, like a cat, <laughs> like when people yeah. bring their cats everywhere. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it was. I do feel safe. I will say, and like, I'm so close. Like I'm not. There's a lot of people. You know, it seems pretty good. Mm-hmm. But so far, it seems like everyone very friendly, down to hang, and so beachy. I mean, it's like never in my life have I been in a place where everybody's in flip flops. Nobody wears flip-flops wow. in L.A. Unless they're heavily mm-hmm. styling it, you know, or, like, they're touristing. Yeah. But <laughs> I, if I put on flip-flops in L.A., even just to take out the trash, I felt really, like, <laughs> I felt like I was yeah. taking a risk, you know? Yeah. But here oh, it's, absolutely. like, a requirement. I've, I've never really worn flip-flops. <laughs> like, my, my the, the space in between my toes is just, like, so thin because it's never been touched by a flip. Okay, I have a blister. I have a blister now in between my toes yeah but I think that's part of it like I met this guy yesterday I was hanging out with and he was like he was like whoa he thought that he didn't see that I had flip-flops on while we were walking on this like terrain and he was like wow you have really good feet already in the sense that like everyone who comes to the island has to like develop a resistance to being like barefoot Mm. and he was like Mm -hmm. oh I thought you're barefoot oh you're not barefoot I was like I could absolutely not walk on this it was like literally he was barefoot (laughs) on like dirt and spikes and like rocks and I was like I can't wow. I don't know if I'll ever be able to yeah. um yeah so that's that I guess expectations expectations in paradise mm-hmm. <laughs> should be the <laughs> what are your and what has been your paradise yeah <laughs> after yeah. the clickbait you get the expectation yeah. um what have been your experiences with just the concept of expectations is it something that you think you experience a lot do you set expectations like what is what is your consensus I I'm very like I'm very fortunate in that growing up there was a yoga teacher that my dad would do these like (laughs) yoga podcasts to and podcasts were just like what is a podcast you know but he (laughs) he would do these yoga podcasts and there was this guy um I think his name was Phil and he would always say expectation is a killjoy and he was like mm. a really intense yoga teacher and he would get you in these poses and then start like hammering philosophy. And that was one of the things he said. And I have never forgotten mm. that. Expectation is mm. a killjoy. He'd be like, don't think about when we're going to get out of this pose. Don't think about mm. what it's going to feel like the next morning. And, mm. you know, expectation is a killjoy. And I've always thought about that. Um, it's definitely just one of my like main philosophies. Not that I like perfectly practice no expectation because I think it's one of the most human things to have I think we like are we have to have expectation to survive like Mm -hmm. you know we could expect to get run over by a car or a bear or whatever growing you know like we've had to evolve with expectation as part of our our (laughs) you know thing but I I don't try I try not to hold that many expectations in general and I think expectation is when when you have too many expectations, that's when things fall apart. And when I've had too many expectations in life, that's when I've been the most unhappy. Mm-hmm. For sure. And also Top I, illusion. a lot of those – because, yeah, expectation is very different than having, like, an umbrella 
uh, visual or goal. It's a, it's mm-hmm. different. Expectations are very mental and like mind based. Whereas like I think if you have an idea of what you want, that often comes from such a pure place that it almost doesn't have words. Like it's just more of a feeling. Mm-hmm. So expectation is almost like the ego's version of uh, a goal or like a manifestation tactic mm-hmm. but that's actually not okay real. that's t ego's version absolutely yeah because mm-hmm. having dreams having visuals is strong but then having expectations which is essentially like a weighted narrative right it's like mm-hmm. a it's like you're gambling with yourself i mean that's so egotistical and they are mm-hmm. such different things and that's what was different i think between you know this guy and i was that I didn't expect it would go well, you know, but I didn't expect it would go bad either. I just was like, I had a visual of how it could go, which was imagine if it does go really well, you know what I mean? Like imagine if, you know, um, but I also, I just think if anyone looks at their experiences in life, the true fact of it all is that there's nothing goes as planned. I mean, you know, yeah. so there was no part of me that let myself weigh it down. And I always made sure that I had my own, reasons for being here which I think was Mm -hmm. part of that management of expectations was like you know if anything happens like I still have my own place I still have you know my goals and my personal projects I need to work on online and I still have the beach I still have you know dating apps (laughs) you know like yeah 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 yeah. and I think that was the difference but I did have the visual like my visual was real like my uh idea of him you know I knew it was an idea but I was like imagine if this idea is real that would be great but yeah. You know, illusion central. Yeah. I think expectations, if we were to say like the top three illusions of life, I think expectations would be oh, up there, you know? Up there, yeah. Because expectations. I love the yoga also, thing. It can apply to yourself, it can apply to others, it can be a good expectation or a bad expectation. Mm-hmm. I think something I struggle with even more now is like expecting, like trying not to expect the worst, like because I think. I prepare mm-hmm. a coping mechanism that I have is just like, oh, I'll be prepared for the worst because like, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then you're always satisfied, these... right? Not, I don't even know if that's the no, not necessarily because the mind is just always like, okay, well, it could still turn out badly. Like this could mm-hmm. go even worse. <laughs> but do you feel lucky? You just... Like, let's say you were like, oh, this is the worst possible situation. And then, or, like, this could happen. And then when it doesn't, do you think that kind of, like, contributes to, like, a sense of happiness? Like, oh, you know, knowing that that could have happened, I get this. Mm. Anyway. That would be cool, but I my mind doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a yeah. protective it's just a protective thing that's just that doesn't it's not a a sensical coping mechanism it's like Mm, a non-sensical it's a it's a detrimental coping mechanism that i have that's like anything could happen poorly Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and i have to constantly be like yeah but a lot of good things happen too and like good things are happening right now you know Mm -hmm. so i think yeah expectation is we I think it the sneaky expectations are ones that it's like when you're expecting the worst, you know. Mhm. Totally. Yeah. And it's funny how even expecting the worst can simulate stress, you know. Absolutely. Where like you can which is I guess the core of just worry. It's so funny. I love catching myself doing that, which I think is 
honestly i think it's a very habitual part of the human condition it's just like the constant weighing of possibility and then you realize Mm -hmm. wow i'm literally kind of almost creating a movie in my head like a stressful battle movie and i'm carrying it around just in my house where nothing's happening like it's really wild yeah Yeah. Um, I love the yoga analogy I'm thinking of like when you were saying that I was kind of envisioning your dad especially like doing yoga with this person that's saying that because I think for me even doing yoga or anything physical is I do think about results a lot or like okay when will Mm -hmm. I stop feeling this stretch when will I stop feeling this like pain when will I stop sweating when are they gonna finally let me lay down and what is that pose called when you lay down Shavasana. shavasana Yeah. yeah I'm like when is when is Shavasana gonna happen <laughs> um I will say expectation to me I think it was always um I always knew it was kind of shitty but it never like hit me like I never had that realization of like wow this thing really needs to be managed until I'm pretty sure it's either in the spiritual laws of success the seven spiritual laws of success or it's in the four agreements I have to recheck um but they have a line that says you know it's not just that expectation will make you worry or or blow yourself out of proportion it's that if you expect something even if you expect something great Mm -hmm. you're also taking out the possibility for something greater and that's when it really hit me in the sense you know like that was when I was like damn life motherfucking hack like Mm -hmm. you know um and I mean just to speak to that so directly is when I got my apartment my dad is a very spiritual guy you know he's like very Mm -hmm. um you know he definitely gives advice from an energetic psychic kind of place often and when I got my apartment in Silver Lake which I thought was my dream apartment I was so fucking excited he was like you're not gonna live there for a long time and I took offense I was like what are you talking about like you don't like my apartment and I thought he was just projecting like daddy fear onto me didn't want me to move you know dad's never satisfied unless I live in the same house with him kind of vibe and he was like, no, no, no. He was like, something, he was like, just because I said that doesn't mean I think you're going to lose it or have something worse. He was like, you could have something better. Yeah. And lo and behold, yeah, exactly. I mean, here I am paying less rent <laughs> for a better place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that was a time where I saw it fully actualized, which is like, yeah, if you create one result, you could be missing out on the better one. If you have a crush on, a, on someone and you think that they're the greatest thing in the world and you commit to that illusion I mean maybe you're missing out on someone who's like 10 times better like you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it's mm kind of crazy yeah I think setting the by denying expectation yeah you affirm that there's a belief that there is there are things going on that we don't know at all times Mm -hmm. and by putting up the blockages of expectation we, we like prevent those things from flowing into our lives yeah 100% yeah energy I mean yeah like energy I mean if you visualize energy as a force and you think what happens when I set an expectation it's like you put up a barrier you know Mm -hmm. it could be the most golden Mm -hmm. beautiful dreamy barrier in the world but it's still a barrier and someone's gonna have to stop and look at that barrier and and analyze it and be like is you know how much does this weigh how what does this look like you know (laughs) it's so Mm -hmm. much work Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I think it's pretty crazy um, Yeah, I think that the something that I do, I don't know how you manage expectations. Something that I do to manage expectations Mm. is I have like a phrase that I just say to myself when I'm freaking or like, or just really Mm. at any time. (laughs) Because I think sometimes all we can do, because something that you said just earlier with the mind kind of creating like a movie is so Mm -hmm. real. And I think we all have that. And just the other day, I was thinking about something and I was like, you know what? This 
is fucking boring. Like this is just a boring train of thought that <laughs> pops up. You know? And I'm wait. So what is the bored. thing you say to yourself? You say I'm bored. No, no, like, that was a, a new boring, thought. But that was like I finally no. <laughs> reached this breaking point where I was bored with the movie. Um, uh-huh. But I, the thing that I say to myself is really simple. It's just everything is always working out for me, and that's mm. kind of like turning it over. I don't know how. I don't say I know how it's going to work out for me, but it is the mm-hmm. affirmation that, like, it doesn't say when things are going to work out for me, mm-hmm. but it's, like, things are always working out for me, and that just always brings me back to this thing of, like, yeah, what, am mm-hmm. I really going to try to combat that <laughs> statement? <laughs> also, it's such a good statement because it detaches you from the fact that maybe, you know, it it opens you up to the idea that like, maybe you don't know what working out looks like, you know what I mean, for you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, in the same way that I thought my apartment was going to be the fucking bee's knees for, like, five years, and then I got redirected here, it's, like, mm-hmm. I, in my head, losing that apartment for any reason would have been, this isn't working out, you know? Mm-hmm. But for you to say everything's working out for me, it's almost like you're including yourself and kind of your idea of what that means, but then also, like, the, you know, subconscious, universal, like, you don't know this, yeah, I'm going to teach you a lesson, plan. and then you're going to know this. <laughs> yeah. Grand plan. Oh, that's so juicy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've I, I always I always come back to that one. Um and I think that's all I ever really need to know. It's just like cuz I'm definitely just like a big picture person and the details mm-hmm. are fuzzy and I think when I've been happiest and most successful in life, whatever success even means is when I'm just I'm not holding on to the details of things and I think expectation mm-hmm. lies in the details where it's like I think mm-hmm. I'm going to get this feeling or this happiness through these things. I'm, I have these ideas of what's going to come mm-hmm. and, and all those things are just little details, you know, but if we can just continually mm-hmm. zoom out and like play the observer and the performer mm-hmm. and just be the observer watching these things unfold, then it's like, okay, well, I don't know, but I just, the only thing that I can see is that everything is always working out for me. And I do believe that just because I count the blessings, you know, like the gratitude. Mm -hmm. And if you look to the good and praise it, it's like all those things are very real when you like, when you magnify them. True. It's also a way to sort of like one of my favorite quotes that kind of is just thrown around all the time is like, failure is just a mistake if you keep going. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that everything is working out for me narrative fits that too, because it's like, okay, even if something happens that is, unfavorable or that you don't like it's you know you're just like oh this is just I'm still moving though you know like there's no result here because there really is no result I mean even when we die we're not gone you know we're still matter and energy somewhere (laughs) yeah so who are we to say that there's any result I mean it's pretty wild um speaking of life hacks um Today's December 31st. Tomorrow is January 1st, 2021. Ooh. <laughs> 2021. 2021. Um, <laughs> are there any life hacks, any lessons, or any, like, you know, we could call them resolutions, but anything that you feel potently now that you want to take into the new year? Mm. This is a, it's a fresh question. Um, <laughs> I think... Oh, man. I think... Something that I want to try to remember at all times is how temporary everything is, mm-hmm. um, both good and bad, because that always, like, brings me back to, like, detachment 
and healthy detachment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, like everything this year has felt so long and so um, endless, but in the end, like everything is temporary. And so I think that's something that has kind of carried me through this year. And I think that that's just going to keep carrying me through. Um, also, something that I always come back to, and I have to remember this going forward and to the new years, how I manage stress is like by being creative and that's just Mm -hmm. how I do it. And I think when I put others before myself, um, or think that if I clean up the house, you know, every single day I'll be happier. It's, that's not necessarily Mm -hmm. true, but when it, when Mm -hmm. I really like feel crazy, it's when I'm not putting in time to create. And there's the narrative of like, you don't have to produce something like you don't have to be, <laughs> you don't have to do <laughs> something. And it's, I've kind of confronted that this year because I have always been something that someone that wants to create or work on something. And, um, the truth of like me is just like, if I'm not, it's not that I'm creating because I want to put something out into the world or get paid for it or want someone mm-hmm. to see it. It's just that I exactly. really enjoy, I really enjoy just working on something and like, taking my time with the project but it's uh I really that really is something that brings me joy and helps me manage my stress and so yeah it's like I have to kind of look at and check in and make sure that I'm not doing something just to produce something Mm -hmm. but it's a practice did you you know you saw that a lot like circling the internet where it's like you don't have to be Shakespeare (laughs) you you saw those posts right yeah yeah like going to the extreme (laughs) of it like I mean, I think it's a fair claim to make because I think creativity has become so commodified. And, but I really want to speak to what you said. What do you said? um, That creativity, like working on something, helps with your stress. And I was, Mm -hmm. I was talking to someone recently. They said like creativity has become so commodified. It's become this like feature of like what am I going to make and sell and who am I going to be? When creativity, the definition of it is literally like solving problems and creating new Mm. solutions. Mm-hmm. And the same way that, you know, people find s- sports and, like, games really stress-relieving because it's essentially a simulation of a brain pattern that will mm-hmm. be happening regardless. I think creativity is the same where it's, you know, you sit down and maybe you're painting and you need to figure out a really good color combination or you need to figure out how to make something look exactly how you want it to look. You know, you get to take your, you know, ego, your brain, whatever you want to call it, you know, like on a ride that it would be taking anyways but maybe with something Mm -hmm. a little bit more heavy you know Mm -hmm. right and I totally feel that and I really like that reminder a lot a lot a lot yeah absolutely yeah and I do think there is something I for sure creativity has become commodified and that isn't a good thing I I was I think I was talking about this with you like I love to Mm. bake and when I started baking a lot last year people I had like many people say like why don't you just become mm-hmm. a baker like you should just own a bakery and it was such a wake-up call I think even me. I it told like, you I think even I was <laughs> like these cookies are great sell them I think I was one of those people too for sure yeah and that was such a moment because I was like oh no I don't ever want to own a bakery I know the stress mm-hmm. of like the food industry the and that's I'm just baking for my own joy and to share food mm-hmm. with people but that was that was the the moment for me where I was like, oh my god, like we are just that's people are being caring by telling me to commodify this thing. They're telling yes. me like this is valuable enough to sell because we exactly. place value on selling things in money. 
But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, definitely something to look at for all of us <laughs> in this world. <laughs> yeah, truly. I think that's really good advice and really good. Like I'm internalizing that right now. Like I needed to hear that um, mm-hmm. in a sense that I think I'm going to be doing different projects here and I would benefit a lot. Yeah. From just being like, this is a practice I do daily, whether it ends up being a finished product worthy of eyes or not, you know, it's just Mm -hmm, good for, mm -hmm. good for the soul. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But that also plays into the same thing of like non-attachment, you know, you're Mm -hmm. working on something and you're not attached to the end results and mm-hmm. you know if someone's gonna see it but doing it just to do it um and I think that's really valuable but if we can like if I like think about it where it's like I'm looking at this as a process of just creating without attachment as much mm-hmm. as possible which is really hard to do I think because emotions get in the way but that's something that I try to do as much as possible yeah definitely sounds like it'll be a creative 2021 for you so what about you? What are your themes for that this year has given you that you're going to carry into next year? Well, I would say this year has been a few things. I think I became very aware of narrative. I became very aware of um, attuning to my body. I think at the beginning of the year, I realized I really needed to focus on my body a bit more. Like I mm-hmm. think I had put so much work into emotional management, ego management, but when things happened in my body, I would just freak out. And I started thinking about, you know, the importance of not letting that overpower me, which kind of started with a pattern in listening a bit more. Mm. And this is something that I think you inspired me to do because you're someone who's so in tune with how food affects you and how mm-hmm. you're like you were one of the first people I felt <laughs> had strict dietary restrictions because mm-hmm. you knew exactly how it would affect you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was someone, you know, I grew up in a family that was like, eat everything, eat anything, anytime, you know. And yeah. so it was foreign to me for a while. But I found so much power in like listening to my body and being very serious about the fact that like, what did I eat today and how do I feel? What did I, when did I eat? Um, and from small things to as simple as, you know, today I got that crazy text message. And yeah. as chill as I can be and as like unstressed as I can be, I was shaken, you know, yeah, and I yeah, was yeah. walking to the coffee shop. And my plan was to get an iced vanilla latte because I love the taste. Mm -hmm. And I probably would have done that. You know, a few months ago, I probably would have done that, gotten way too anxious, not have been able to record this with you. Mm -hmm. Um, But today I was walking there and I was like, wait, 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 we're not getting the vanilla latte because we were way overstimulated this morning with this text message. Yeah. Even though we have a layer of cool right now, we're probably, you know, (laughs) pretty anxious somewhere down there, you know, and like what better way to trigger that further than caffeine and I was like no and I ordered a smoothie instead but it was really for me it was a big moment because I think it's only very so recently where I've been able to stop and be like wait take a survey of the day Mm -hmm. take a survey of your emotions take a survey of how this affects you in the past you know Mm -hmm. I swear to god if I order that vanilla latte simply because it's cute and yummy and forgot about the fact that it's packed with caffeine packed with sugar and I'm you know (laughs) already kind of off the rails um yeah, I don't think we would be talking right now <laughs> because yeah. I would have had a breakdown or something. Yeah, no. Uh, Caffeine so is such a strong, definitely listening. strong thing that we don't even Big take. Catalyst. We don't even take, like, into account anymore because we're all, like, it's just a coffee culture. 
nowadays. Yeah, it's so casual. Yeah, yeah. so casual. So, yeah. so casual. Like, yeah, just pick up a vanilla latte and walk home. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> pick uh, up your drugs. So definitely that. So I think listening. <laughs> Get your drugs from the from the ease. Um, definitely listening. So small scale, like things like lattes, but also like a big scale of like, you know, questioning my impulses and my motives and sitting with them longer and uh, seeing the value in that. And I... I heard, I keep hearing this, (laughs) is just the idea that, you know, processing and taking breaks and taking your time is valuable if you're listening the whole time, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think we forget that, you know, people act like the act of relaxation or processing is stopping, you know? Like, if you're not, you know, standing up, painting the painting actively, Mm -hmm. then you're stopping. You're not doing you. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe that's true if you, like, you know, are numbing yourself and numbing yourself with like tv or alcohol or something but Mm -hmm. if you if you stop doing what you're doing but you just listen and and take stock i think it's just so important and i Mm -hmm. i just want to implement that more you know yeah yeah Um, i agree with that i I think think this year has definitely been uh, a really good way for me to learn that like slowing down is so important i think that ties into what you're saying yeah, going slow. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I said that and I looked at this little snail. Uh, this brand sent me Mezcal and there was like a little tiny snail sculpture. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, that's cool. That's a sign to take it slow. Little snail yeah. guy. So definitely that. Also just celebration. I think, I think you and I were talking about this recently about how both of us kind of had the DIY lifestyle for so long and like... Mm-hmm. We were always like, go, 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 because we had to, whether that was like working our retail jobs all week and then our service jobs all week and then, you know, spending the weekends doing some crazy side gig that related to art but like didn't pay us. You know, it was just like so much chaos. And I think you and I were always moving forward and trying to find the money and find the stability. And I think both of us are in a time now where we can kind of take stock. And I really just want to. I don't know. I just really want to put so much love on that this year. Like, I really just mm-hmm. want to be so celebratory. I want to be really giving and just very aware of this, you know, plateau, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm in scarcity mindset anymore for the very first time in my yeah. life, you know? Yeah. And that's huge. Um, very, very big, very big. Yeah. Celebration. Um I think, James, I really wanted to end this episode with both a life hack and a cute music segment moment where basically (laughs) James and I recently, maybe about like a year ago or something, came to this conclusion that uh, it was really important to have a victory song because, you know, we kind of realized that even if a dream is fulfilled, even if something lovely happens to you, even if a goal, you know comes to fruition all these things it's like you can still not be in a position to celebrate I think sometimes imposter syndrome hits really fast sometimes doubt hits really fast um expectations and I think it's so important to recognize (laughs) yes expectations hit super fast and I think it's important to find ways to honor you know the quote-unquote universe Mm -hmm. (laughs) or just honor the energy that got you there whether you're able to see it or not um, whether your ego is ready to face it or not and so we kind of developed this practice of when something really great happens to us or even something that we wanted to happen and maybe it does happen and we're like wait this is not what I want but we want to honor the fact that it happened yeah (laughs) is the importance of having a victory song so when those moments happen you can just sit back play your victory song let it play 
and give yourself that moment of gratitude um, just to make sure that you do it. Yeah. Um, and it's so James, big... what is your victory song? <laughs> yeah. Okay, say what you're going to say. It's oh, a I was big just one. saying, I think for me, the song really brings me into the present moment rather than like yes. jumping to the next step or thinking, you know, the who's and why's. But like, it's just like, I got to listen to the mm-hmm. song now. You know, it's like forces you there. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's like, gotta be grateful. <laughs> yeah. Well, my song is, um, is actually, this is like the year anniversary of this song being my song because um, I was driving back from the desert with my boyfriend and we, something happened to him and I think something happened to me at the same time and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> let's play this song and it then it just became like my celebration song and it's um, I Like It by Cardi B. All right, let's play that. great i love that song it's very loud and proud and beautiful it's energetic yeah (laughs) super energetic yeah that's a really good victory song and my victory song is (laughs) moment for life by Nicki minaj which has been mine for quite a while now uh and here it is and so that's the very strong opening and then there's the chorus which really ties it together I love that one. Love that one. It's very like victory. <laughs> I only think of you on when one. I hear it. <laughs> oh, nice. I've been uh, symbolized. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that was really fun. This was our first Hawaii offsite episode, and I think the connection has been great, which makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, really good, really good. And with the time difference, we did it with the time difference. Oh yeah, it's one thirty-five p.m. here, and it's. 335 over Probably here. Probably 335. Cool. Yeah. Two hours. Nice. Across the ocean. Love that. Well, you know, thank you for tuning into this episode. Thank you for tuning into both the drama and the beauty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this cosmic dance. Thank you for joining Illusion Pod. Illusion Pod. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward Happy to New busting more illusions with you in the 2021. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy the illusion of New Year. That's an illusion I fuck with. I think New Year is my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Favorite illusion. It's, it's a it's like a harmless <laughs> illusion. Yes, harmless illusion. True. It's a celebratory illusion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. Love happy you, James. New Year. Love so you happy too. to be doing this with you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.